This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Are we at a price that will ration supply and boost corn production? I'm going to preface this report with the last paragraph of the previous one. If the USDA tells the truth in the May-Wazdi report, they should show that U.S. corn and soybean supplies will shrink to a near-empty cupboard in 2022-23 balance sheets. Sustaining pipeline supplies should mean rationing has to take place. Prices have yet to go to levels that accomplish what has to be done. While the timing will likely hinge in the arrival of the next weather threat, new all-time price highs in both are well within the realm of strong probability this summer. In the near-term market, when the planters finally roll, it does no good any longer for markets to keep the price carrot extended as acres have been decided and a correction could follow. A dip or correction would produce another buying opportunity ahead of a summer weather risk, unquote. I've discussed the demand component of price rationing, so let's spend some time on analyzing the supply component. High prices are the cure for high prices, right? They are, but they have to have time to work. The last time they took corn prices soaring to new all-time highs, they plowed up a chunk of grassland in South Dakota to grow corn, and North Dakota also became a major corn-growing state. This land was considered marginal with below U.S. trend line yield production potential, but economics supported the acreage expansion. That acreage expansion was also triggered overseas in South America and the Black Seas region. We have also seen times when tight corn supplies were mitigated by abundant supplies of competitively priced alternative feed grains that could compensate. Fertilizer was cheap by comparison to today's cost, so that adding nitrogen to gin up yields was also an option. I would note that all of these things that previously mitigated tight corn or oilseed supplies by expanding production do not exist today. This La Nina is real. It has curtailed South American production and is poised to impact the United States this season. Dr. Elwin Taylor's drought of the century, predicted this decade, may have already begun. His target year for the worst of the 89-year drought cycle is 2025, but the drought of the 1930s lasted four years, so 2022 is in the early window. High prices are supposed to incentivize larger production. However, weather, war, soaring input costs, and lack of additional high-producing farmland severely limits producers from acting on the incentives markets give them. Virtually all the available high-quality farmland in the United States is in production. China may expand its soybean production, but every acre there used to grow more soybeans is an acre less that would otherwise be growing another crop, such as corn. Higher energy costs are directly related to higher crop input costs. Irrigation has gotten more expensive and aquifers are being taxed by the need to pump more water given drought conditions. If we are really going into a multi-year drought, irrigation will be stressed in some places. In the south, it may have to pump a lot of water to get 150 bushel per acre corn, and even with a positive basis, there's no huge profit in that. There is no more good grassland in South Dakota to plow up. Some of what they did plow up is being farmed for the crop insurance. The U.S. is in the best shape to manage its fertilizer supply of other global production regions, but will not escape the high prices which are set globally. There is talk of rationing existing fertilizer supplies. The crop input cost inflation will extend impact to 2023 crops. 
So, $8 corn will pull millions of additional acres into production, and farmers will pour on the crop inputs to boost yields. Probably not. Higher prices will cure higher prices, though, if they go high enough and are sustained long enough. I do not think that we are there yet. That said, the current rally is likely setting the spring high, finishing the primary third wave in the trending bull market. I have been taking profits on longs, not adding to them at this point. In the next few weeks, I'll be looking for places to reposition longs if a fourth wave correction develops as expected, given all the volatility being seen, with expectations of a summer rally to follow. Downside risk in July corn, for example, could be back to the fourth wave of lesser degree at 693. Planning progress will soon be noted, but will also lag what is considered ideal for trendline yields. Given that farmers favored soybeans over corn, the corn market will be super sensitive to weather concerns this summer. The La Nina came back, making this a La Nina year for the U.S. Corn Belt, which brings a 70% chance of a below trendline corn yield. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.